Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's happening? Let's face it. Running a small business is a roller coaster of emotions. The reality is there's no way to completely avoid the chaos. But the people, processes, and systems you built into your business can be the difference between thriving and sinking. Yeah. If you're a business owner or entrepreneur feeling the chaos creep into every area of your life, you need the Organized Chaos Podcast, hosted by Tranio founder and CEO Chris Ronzio. You don't need another podcast with thought leadership fluff. You want practical entrepreneurial advice that can help you build a better business today and get back time to do more of the things you love. You see every weekday, Chris shares bite-sized topical episodes on small business leadership, people management, productivity hacks, and entrepreneurship. And it doesn't stop there. On Fridays, they feature exclusive interviews with today's top founders, authors, and the leader in the space. Names like Sam Parr, the founder and CEO of The Hustle, the author of Scaling Up, Vern Harnish, and Shark Tank host, Damon John. Join the thousands of monthly listeners learning how to organize the chaos in their business. Available to stream on all podcast apps or click the link in the show notes. Broadcasting across the nation from the East Coast to the West, keeping you up to date on technology while enjoying a little whiskey on the side. With leading-edge topics, along with special guests, to navigate technology in a segmented, stylized radio program. The information that will make you go, hmm. Pull up a seat, raise a glass with our hosts, as we spend the next hour talking about technology for the common person. Welcome to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum. Welcome to Tech Time with Nathan Mum, the show that makes you go, hmm, technology news of the week. The show for the everyday person talking about technology, broadcasting across the nation with insightful segments on subjects weeks ahead of the mainstream media. We welcome our radio audience of 35 million listeners to an hour of insightful technology with a little whiskey on the side. I'm Nathan Mum. Welcome to our show today. We live stream during our show on five of the most popular platforms, including YouTube, Twitch.tv, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We encourage you to watch us live or to visit us at TechTimeRadio.com. Tweet us during the show at hashtag TechTimeRadio, and we'll do our best to respond to your tweets on the air. You can also check out our new TikTok channel by looking for Tech Time Radio on the TikTok app. Get our short intern segments and full video recaps of the show. I'm a host. Your host, a technologist. <laughs> you are a host. I'm a host and your host, a technologist with 30 years of technology expertise working for Fortune 500 companies across the country. My co-host here, Mike Gray, is an award-winning author originally from Arizona. Mike is a human behavior specialist living in the Seattle area with a master's degree in forensic psychology. Mike helps me from not geeking out too much on the air, even though I do so. Uh, he also provides insight into human behavior and how it interacts with technology. We're two friends from different backgrounds, but bring the best technology show possible every week for our family, friends, and fans to enjoy. All right, welcome everybody. Now let's start today's show. Now on today's show. All right, today on Tech Time with Nathan, I'm Apple's trying to fix an annoying copy and paste bug and a camera issue on its third-party apps. They came out with their brand-new iOS updates, and it has more bugs um, than a hotel uh, mattress with all those bed bugs at the, bat- at the bottom. You like that? You really, that. You, yeah, you yeah, really yeah. worked hard on I that did. one. I did. Just go- now, I, I see smoke. <laughs> Google loses appeal over a record European Union antitrust, and no joke, the U.S. Space 
Force has a new theme song. You're going to be covering that. That's going to be exciting. We revisit the hotel major chain breach from Holiday Inn. Uh, last week, we talked about it in our fail of the week. And guess what? We have found out that they used the password for their primary security. <laughs> Wait, that's my password. As no. QWERTY1234. <laughs> and so we're going to be talking about them a little bit on Protect Yourself Today on what you should not do for your passwords and just what happens when you make it so simple that uh, crooks decide to start deleting stuff. Um, also, what would you do if you woke up and you found that you had $250,000 in your account deposited from a large software company? I don't know if it was me. I probably would transfer it over to a bank, close the account, and, and see what happens. But we're going to find out what actually happens to a user here. That will be a part of our technology fail. And we're going to cover this week's cyber attacks in our Protect Yourself today. All right. Let's get on it. In addition, we have our standard features, including Mike's mesmerizing moments, this week in technology, and a possible Nathan Nugget, and of course, our pick of the day, Whiskey Tasting. So sit back, raise a glass, and welcome to Tech Time with Nathan. Uh, Mike, as always... We have our whiskey tasting during the commercials to see if our selected whiskey pick of the day gets zero, one, or two thumbs up at the end of the show. You're going to want to make sure you listen all the way through to pick up a few interesting facts as Mark Mumbles talks about our Lone Hand hot honey-flavored whiskey that we're going to be sampling today. Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting. All right, now it's time for the latest headlines in the world of technology. What's happening in the world of technology? This is our top stories in the first five minutes. All right. Windows 11 2022 update brings Microsoft's grand security vision into play. Let's talk a little bit about this. Microsoft has announced the rollout of its latest majors Windows 11 update, which brings a plethora of features designed to provide customers with comprehensive security I, protection by default. I swear you... You try to put that word in every episode now. That's episode. right. That's right. The hidden plethora word. Uh, back in April, as a part of their event focus on the evolution of window in the hybrid working era, the company offered a peek at the number of security upgrades spanning areas such as identity, patch management, malware protection, and more. With the arrival of the new version of Windows 11, these features now come into effect and potentially alleviate the range of common headaches for IT professionals. Although the latest Windows 11 update introduced a broad range of security tools, the headline edition is a feature called Smart App Control, a new AI-enabled system that stops using malicious applications in Windows 11. Windows 11 was designed from the start to be the most secure operating system yet. Uh, from the chip to the cloud, the aim at Microsoft is to make a digital workforce that can be safe, protected, and secure. Well, is it? Well, this feature leans on an AI model hosted in the Azure cloud based on 43 trillion security signals collected by Microsoft daily to assess the level of threat posed by an executable. So if you know, if you download an application on the web, it comes normally as an EXE file for a Windows program. Yes. And then you have to relaunch it, right? And right. then sometimes you get a security warning saying Microsoft doesn't know about this publisher. Sometimes it just installs it, depending on if the publisher self-published a certificate that says it's safe or not. Okay. Essentially, what this AI is going to do is it's going to use its logic, and it is going to just stop you from installing any EXE files that it considers to be harmless. How, how's it going to stop me? So what it's going to do is it's going to essentially lock in their zero trust framework. And when you try to launch that EXE file, it's going to take it all the way back to the Internet and say this is a bad known EXE file or executable 
or a DLL, which is a file that's written for Windows to uh, run in the Windows environment and say that this is a bad version. Now, this is kind of what Mac has and has had for about 10 years. Okay. So the Mac OS, if you try to launch executables that are not a part of their approved system, they give a lots of this, hey, it's going to be harmful to your system. You do not want to proceed on. You have to go in and even change settings mm-hmm. to allow third-party apps that aren't coming from a store that's approved. Microsoft's idea is to push the Microsoft Store instead of you then going out oh. and just downloading an application. You're now going to have to find that application you want to use in their store since it's been approved to install it on your machine. Uh-huh. So, Which means everybody celebrates it has really, Windows 10 still. really just more so, about mi- making money for Microsoft than it is about securing your computer. Well, it is nice, though, if you're a small mom-and-pop business. Let's say you're a clothing business. you got a little retail store. You hang up your shingle and you want to run a, a Windows-based uh, point-of-sale program or inventory-based program. Instead of you having to hire an IT expert to load the software and to make sure it's safe, you could go to the store download it as pre-approved, and then you know that your computer is going to be in a much safer space than if you just downloaded it off the internet. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yes. Nathan, as an IT guy, yes, when you have something to do on your computer that requires a third-party executable, yes, are you going to submit to the Windows, <laughs> Windows uh, AI? OS stuff? Uh, no, I have Windows 10 still on my machine. <laughs> but you know my mother-in-law know talked about that uh, let me just tell you my mother-in-law who, who gets free help all the time when she calls me up well, yeah. this would be a perfect system for her because then i don't have to worry about just her go buy it from the microsoft store yeah it's just a hey is it on the microsoft store it's not oh, okay go buy it there so okay yeah I, that's what i thought but you know what this is a, a new way to try to kind of be in the same platform as the mac os well i i find it you know i'm 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 finding it very interesting that it's it's not so much about security as it seems to be about driving people to the store. It basically well, yeah. means if basically says that well, if it's not in our that 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 Star Wars quote, well, if it's not in the database, it doesn't exist. Correct, right? Yeah, yeah. If it's not in the Microsoft Store. It's bad. Well, see, Apple's been successful with this, right? Because the Apple has the Apple Store. Right, and if you have an iPhone, you have to go to the iPhone store to download it. Yeah, Android, it's all, it's all does the same store type of deal. So the Microsoft is just it's really, all insular activities in order to generate income. Yes. Yeah, so what so. they're just trying to say is they protect your system, buy it from their store, and that way they can make money on the back end. So is this like really a good thing, or is this just more of a marketing? Uh, this will be this will be out, and then it'll, there'll be some breaches to it, and there's some things that will happen, and then you're going to have people. Well, that's that's what my Microsoft Defender is all about, right? That, yeah. So, man, I love Microsoft Defender. Like, don't get me wrong. That's probably the best antivirus tool out there that you can get for free. according to the commercials on late night TV, buddy. (laughs) All right. Okay, well, speaking of television, do you have a TV story for us? Or or what is your story about? I have a story that's going to start off with a song. Okay. Go ahead.
what did that sound like to you? Dude, that reminds me of a 1950 Disney production <laughs> of some orchestra playing music in the See, back. Ex- that's exactly what I think about, like a Disney World ride or something. Yeah, Disney yeah. World ride. It's a small world after yeah. all. There we I'm go. Wait, I'm waiting into some oh, queue. Like tiny little spaceship. Yep. That is, <laughs> that is actually the song <laughs> entitled Simper Supra. Okay. Which is the official song of the United States Space Force. The Space Force. Yes. So this is the program. Not the TV show. This is not the TV show this on is, Netflix. This is no, and, this, and we checked this because we actual, thought this was fake, didn't we? Yeah. If you go, if you go to, uh, if you go to, I will, I will tell you where you got to go. You got to go to the U.S. Space Force dot mill dot mill. Yeah, that is the that is the branch of the military that the U.S. Space Force belongs to. Okay, created by President Trump. <laughs> And its front page news is this song. And it says, listen to these lyrics, all right? We're mighty watchful eye, guardians beyond the blue, war fighters brave and true, (laughs) standing guard both night and day, we're the space force from on high. Yes. Wow. That's... What? I don't think I have to say any more about that story. The, that story? It's, can you actually believe? Wouldn't you think that if you're the Space Force? I mean, I understand. So this is what happens, right? The military, they... Uh, well, that's the Army basis, has, that's the the basis has of the song, Netflix right? movie. Right? So Army has its uh, song, which has been built forever, and it's a very patriotic song. You got the Air Force. You got Navy. You got... I, 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 I don't know. Does the Coast Guard I, I, have I wonder, a theme song? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I wonder kind of what... what U.S. Space Force recruiters are going to be like doing <laughs> the guys down that, the ball, you know, because when when <laughs> Come young, on in and join the fate when the young space people Force. turning eighteen or going going to get out of high school, they they start getting contacted by the military all yeah. the time. I wonder if the U.S. Space Force is going to be contacted, be like, "Hey, come over here." <laughs> What's the recruitment? Hey, how, uh, how well did you do on your latest? What are we going to do? I don't, we're just going to look. We're going to fly aliens. around in space. No, we're going to protect the. We're going to protect everybody. We're going to sing from songs. The aliens. We're going to sing songs with a choir. <laughs> All right. Okay. That, that. So yeah. That, that is the. And that's not even our technology fail of the week. So we I know. Stay tuned for not that technology that, yeah. fail. Right. No kidding. So you know. Keep your war fighters mighty. Watchful eyes on the stories to come here. Let's go. (laughs) All right, story number three. Apple to fix annoying copy and paste bug, camera shaking, and more in this week's iOS 16 update. Apple's new iOS operating system is about to get its first significant set of bug fixes, including those that will address users' complaints over shaky cameras when using some apps and frustrating copy and paste bug that asks users far too often if the app has permission to access clipboard. Oh, wait. Yes. This sounds like what you were talking about in the first story. Well, now, if that, yeah. Well, this, uh, this is, are you sure you want to do that? So are the, you sure you, yeah, want, are to you, do sure you want to do that? Well, that's kind of the same thing. What's interesting here is that Apple's first party camera app works perfect. Mm-hmm. They have no shaky issues. But if you use apps like TikTok, Snapchat, or Instagram, when you would record your video on the rear-facing camera, it would essentially move it all over the place like it was a cascading earthquake coming really? on down on top of you. Would that be really a bug, or is that some sort of, like, you know, because we know that Apple has problems with Facebook. Well, so what it says <laughs> is, well, it was really exploited in the new iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. 
uh, and it would make a loud humming noise also when they were using this. And they said that it had to be a software issue that they're going to take a look at and they will make sure to work with the companies to resolve the issue. Sure. I think they just had, you know what, if you're coming had in from TikTok, little, Snapchat, They just had Instagram, some little, little file of some dude going, mm. yeah. <laughs> There they have that they, we're going to take the vertical frame and we're going to just make it messy so you have to use our Apple app. Okay. All right, so that's going to be coming on out. Story number four, Google loses appeal over its record European Union antitrust Android file. No way. Yeah, a $3.5 billion penalty is, penalty is the largest antitrust find ever handed down by the European Commission. That is a, that's a big one. That is. That's a lot of that's money. A, that's, a, that's not these ones like $250 million that they level against other That's correct. Uh, it said Google had breached its law by forcing Android phone makers to carry its search and web browser apps in order to access the Google Play Store in 2018. Google has since changed its terms. The firm said it was disappointed by the verdict. Android, uh, this <laughs> is what Google says. You need to put says. that in air quotes. Yeah. Disappointed. Android, this is the Google statement, has created more choices for everyone, not less, and supports thousands of successful businesses in Europe all around the world. The European General Court reduced the European Commission's original fine slightly in Wednesday's final ruling on Google's appeal. It said that it will reflect the gravity and duration on the infringement. So but, you know, so I did some research, and we were talking about this last night. Yeah, we were night. talking about this last night. So guess what happens when you get fined by the European Union? What? You get fines. Guess how long you can pay your, these fines back? Never. You can pay these back yearly. You can say, I'm going to pay it back in a year. You can say, I'm going to pay it back in 10 years. Or you can say, I'm going to pay it back in the lifetime of my company. So essentially, if you get this $3.5 billion deal, and you have a, in the final agreement comes on out for the European Union, that you're going to pay it back over 150 years, which they can accept yeah. anything because it can be a lifetime Well, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. So then you could just like nickel and dime for here and here and here until you actually get it taken care of. It's not like it's just one big fine they have to pay. They can pay them over know. many long time. It's kind of like when you win the lottery. Maybe you should get Elon to buy Google so he can pay so them he can fix so them back. he can buy Twitter. So have you ever thought about if you win the lottery, right? You win a billion dollar lottery. You only end up normally taking like uh, half <clears throat> of that actually home. For well, you. yeah. If you, you got taxes, <clears throat> you get the payout. So it's all these big numbers and then you, you just get insignificant amounts. It's more it's more money that it's insignificantly in your pocket than you had before you won the lottery. Well, that's true. Okay. Hopefully the European Union gets it quick. All right. Up next, we have our segment, <laughs> Protect Yourself Today. This is about current news on hackers, breaches, cyber attacks, and identity theft across the globe. There's so much this week that we had to bring this segment in just to talk about all the headline news. We'll be back in a moment to talk about this and more. You're listening to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum. Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's happening? Did you know for every $1 spent on email marketing, you receive $36 in return? That's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. But it's all so complicated. All those advanced tools and features, you don't know how to approach them at all. What if there was an email marketing platform where you don't have to rack your brains to get started? A tool that's not overloaded with unnecessary features you don't want to pay for and, believe it or not, has a support team available 24-7 even on the free plan. There is a solution, Mike. Let me introduce you to Celzy, a tool that makes email marketing as easy as one, two, three. 
With Selzy, you can launch your first campaign in 15 minutes. No coding required. A very easy to use intuitive email builder with over 300,000 GIFs and stickers to choose from and 500,000 plus free stock images, a customizable countdown timer and more. Create emails for any business goal from e-commerce to nonprofits. Easily create automated email sequences for your business. Get 24-7 support via chat, email and phone even on the free plan. Selzy has just launched a special deal. You can now get a lifetime access to all Selzy features for just $49. All the core features, unlimited emails, automation, segmentation, advanced analytics for the price of 10 lattes. Selzy is the easiest way to start selling with emails. Try it now. Click the link in this episode description on Tech Time Radio to get that special deal. No commissions or hidden fees. To learn more information, visit them at the simple and easy site to remember. Just go and visit selzy.com. That's S-E-L-Z-Y.com. The easiest way to send emails. Welcome back to Tech Time with Nathan Mum. Tech Time Radio is an hourly technology show that talks about current technology in a simple format. Without having to geek out, brought to you by myself, Nathan Mum, and Mike Day. We just had our first whiskey tasting during the break. Now let me tell you about what we are sipping for our pick of the day during the show. We have chosen the Lone Hand Hot Honey Flavored Whiskey. $19, 70 proof, so it's kind of that... It needs to be really 80 proof to be kind of that classification of whiskey, but it's it's still kind of listed at the 70 proof. Lone Hand flavored whiskey is inspired by the makers who do it on their own. It takes genuine spirit, grit, and determination to do the right thing always. Aromas of honey and spice with a balanced flavor of sweet heat. This is the perfect blend of sweet heat notes balanced with rich, warm finish from a classic Lone Hand whiskey. The distillation... Factory is unknown, but it's a Tennessee distiller. Uh, it's a flavored American whiskey. There is no aged statement. It's 70 proof. The mash bill is undisclosed, but the price is $19.99 for a 750 milliliter container. What's your what's your take on this, Mr. Gorday? If you like cough syrup, you're gonna like this. Wow. Is that <laughs> what you is that what you're saying on that? You think this tastes like cough syrup? Uh, it does have it does have a wow. cough syrupy kind of flavor. What type of cough syrup did you grow up with? Because my cough syrup did not. Well, that was my Nyquil stuff. That did not. This doesn't taste like Nyquil have red, you, does have, it? Have you seen the amount of cough syrups that have honey in them nowadays? No, okay. I, I just I only had the Nyquil red stuff. Have you ever had that stuff? That stuff was nasty. So mm-hmm. that that would that would heal you up right within itself just by having that available, like castor oil. Yeah, I, you know it's sweet. That's about it. That's, That's about all I got. It. Okay. It's sweet. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. You know, so if you like it, it, it from a from strictly a taste standpoint, yeah, it tastes pretty good. All right. Let's get to, let's just get to our next segment. Okay. Let's. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Protect yourself today. Protect yourself today. This is the current news on breaches, cyber attacks, and identity theft across the globe. Mike, this is the uplifting and inspiring part of our show. That you love so much. Let's get ready to go. Hmm. All right. The parent company of Holiday Inn, IHG, was hacked last week. Vindicated couple deleted hotel chain data for fun. Hackers have told the BBC that they carried out a destructive cyber attack 
against Holiday Inn Owner International Corporation. Intercontinental Hotel. Intercontinental. Sorry, Intercontinental. I think you're getting distracted by this background music that Uh, showed up. Oh, I know. Isn't this great? All right. Describing themselves as a couple from Vietnam, they say that they first tried a ransomware attack, but then deleted large amounts of data when the ransomware attack was foiled. The access to the FTSE's 100 firms database, thanks to an easily found and weak password of QWERTY, capital Q, W-E-R-T-Y, one, two, three, four allowed them to break into the system. That was their pass. That was that was the hotel that, chain's password. That was their admin administrator domain full that, access. <laughs> that was password. The, that was the name of my an, Animal Crossing world when I played that with my kids. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Quirty, Quirty. One, two, three, four. Yes. As experts say, the case highlights that the vindictive side of criminal hackers and also the stupidity side of having a simple, plain password. On Monday last week, customers reported widespread problems with booking and check-ins. For 24 hours, IHG responded to complaints on social media by saying the company was undergoing system maintenance, which is code word for we're being hacked and don't know what's going on. Really? The hackers called themselves TP and gained access to the company's internal Outlook emails, Microsoft Teams, chats, and server directories. The attack was originally planned to be a ransomware, but the company's IT team kept isolating servers before we had a chance to deploy it. So we said, what the heck? And we decided to do a wiper attack and said, one of the hackers was quoted, the wiper attack is a form of a cyber attack that irreversibly destroys data, documents, and files never to be retrieved again. So they were they were joking. They were like, oh, these guys know we're coming in here with an attack and we're going to just... Decided to delete decided all the information. Decided to delete all the information. Yep. That was nice of them. Wasn't that nice of them? Doesn't that make you feel good that the Holiday Inn uh, decided to have top-level security with a password called QWERTY1234? You know, nothing really surprises me when we talk about this stuff because that is a purely human thing. Okay. To do a simple password, password like, like that. that. Yes, yeah, so it's quick, easy. So, so they did, so they couldn't make the money, so they just said, ask it. We're going to make it even worse on you. We'll just delete your data, which is probably way worse than if they would have figured out how to uh, compromise their system and ask for a ransomware. All right, but it doesn't get any better than that because now Uber, we've talked about Uber. I do not understand why people don't jump on the bandwagon. The Uber has no idea what they're doing. Uber's computer network has been hacked again. <laughs> Uber's technology has more holes than a slice of Swiss cheese. <laughs> All right, the ride hailing. Did you work on that one too? I did. I did. I got, I, we got a little competition coming on up. I'm doing my. Uh, oh, this my is jokes. your practice. This huh? is my practice. Okay. All right, the ride hailing company said that it was investigating after several internal communications and engineering systems had been compromised. Uber staff was told not to use the workplace messaging app Slack. Uh, quoting two employees, shortly before the Slack system was taken offline, Uber employees received a message that read, so it's all the Uber employees, I announce I am a hacker and Uber has suffered a data breach. It appeared that the hacker was later able to gain access to other internal systems, posting an explicit photo of an internal information page for employees. Uber said that it was in touch with authorities about the breach. Uber has laid the blame on Lapsus, a known extortion group that previously breached the likes of Microsoft, Cisco, Samsung, NVIDIA, and Okita. 
Uber claims that the impact of the attack was limited as well. It's the attackers limited. It was always. This is what they always say. Always limited. Right? Yep. It was as the attacker accessed several and, internal systems. And I bet you no customer information was. Oh, that's you know, just you know what? User accounts were safe as well as How databases holding sensitive information. At least we know Uber keeps their account safe. Uh-huh. Credit card numbers, bank accounts, info and trip history are not available to the hackers, they said. But you know what that means? They probably got it all, and they're just trying to cover their bacon for the payout I, of what it would you cost. You know, I don't know. They, I think this is just a boilerplate statement that everybody puts out. They have the, they, 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 you know, that's all it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got hacked. We, don't worry. We're, we're, don't worry about it. They got it. some internal systems, but they didn't get they, the customer information that is already on the dark web already. Anyway, <laughs> that we already so. have of you. I already know that you took a trip from downtown to... Uh, uh, the this business address at this. Time so this or was this was Uber's internal internal services. This is this wasn't their like. So the app inside, their, yeah. So the inside scoop. This is what app, happened. Right? The Slack. So here's the inside scoop that that we don't have on all the data here, but on the dark web postings and other postings that I read, essentially a high level executive received a Slack request mm-hmm. and it said, "Hey, I need you to respond to your Telegram message." which is completely out of their system. Telegram message regarding some information we need to take care of. And it kept on uh, annoying through the internal Slack process, this high-end executive to the point where he said, okay, screw it, I'm going to go and do it. And then essentially released his account with all of his access so that the hackers could come on in. And then they exposed... And then they, they exposed they put the data. A, they, then they put explicit pictures on it. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we got here. <laughs> okay. All right, well, moving on. Next, we have Lorenz Ransomware group goes after small businesses with a Mitel voiceover IP phone system. So let's talk about it. Do you, here at the studio, do you guys have a voiceover IP phone system? I do not know. You guys do. Okay. Sure. So, so, so the answer to that was yes. <laughs> yes. So voiceover IP system, very common for small businesses, right? So yes. it's the We've idea. We've talked about this before. There is now a ransomware that goes in through the phone system connects on the back end, exploits the usernames and passwords of admin accounts, and then gets access to the whole network itself because most people don't patch your security phones and they don't patch their IoT devices that run on these back end channels that aren't monitored as much as these firewalls and other uh, areas are. So this was a double extortion attack. The Lorenz ransomware group exploited the flaw in the Mitel voice over IP application the bug is actually known as CVE-220-29499. So you can just now Google that. CVE-2022-29499. Is, d- is that the file name? That that's the file name that will be exploded. thing? Yep. And then you can load that on your Mitel system and you can get back into access and do everything you shouldn't be doing to your network. Mm. In the current landscape, many organizations heavily monitor critical assets such as domain controllers and web servers, but tend to leave... Their voice over IP devices and Internet of Things devices unmonitored. This is the key on what happens when people gain access to the back end of your system. This is this is the this is the problem with the technology outpacing well, the demand for the technology outpacing the technology itself. It is. And so so most IT companies gotta we gotta get out those new things, we got and then they just Put, we got to patch our servers. We got to patch our firewall. We got to patch our computers. We got to patch this, and then no one's taking care of the phone system. It's kind of like the dirty underground of the IT work. You know, that's yeah, like yeah. The, coming from coming from a decidedly non-tech background, you know that's very scary. It is because it feels like, well, I don't know that it, 
that's that's the right term, but it feels like the, our entire technological infrastructure yeah. was kind of like built after the, you know, that saying you're building the plane as it takes off, as it takes off yeah. at Boeing. Where it has it has it has no landing gear. It has nothing on there. All right. Well, here's our last cyber breach: Grand Theft Auto Six. Oh, all right. Footage yay, has been leaked favorites. after a hack. Nothing's better than playing a good old Grand Theft Auto game, right? If you just want to yeah, pick that, up a baseball I, I, bat I, and bash I, people on the sidewalk, nothing's better than a Grand I Theft Auto game. I so. I, I don't play those games. Okay, neither do I. I am, I am completely against GT. Grand Theft Auto? Hey, or, yeah. or you can rob a car, and then you can drive over the person after you rob it. You don't play that game? No. Well, if you are a no, teenage to me that, male... To me, that, to me from my, just, just from my psych background, that's, that's really not a... <laughs> Very appropriate thing for you to be I, doing. I say, out of all of the games that I play, that's that's one I don't. You don't play Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto? No. Well, essentially, but I do play other Rockstar titles. So do I. I like Red Dead Redemption and a bunch of other items that are out there. So it's not, it's not, not the company. Um, this anyway. is what happened. 90 videos of images of the next edition of Grand Theft Auto franchise were leaked online and posted this Sunday. As described as the biggest security gaming breach Ever. No. Rockstar said that it remained unclear how the network intrusion occurred, but confirmed early development footage from Grand Theft Auto 6 had been stolen. The footage that was put on the GTA forum site by a user called Teapot. 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 Teapot Uber, Uber Hacker. Uber how about Hacker. There? Yeah. The hacker claimed to have gained access to the data by breaching Rockstar's internal feed on the Slack messaging app. Well, Slack hey, got hit. Slack is twice. Slack is. But. Slack's it's, a delivery tool. Slack's not Slack's not the weak point here. It's the way Slack is used, right? Is it's that a what messaging I'm, tool, correct? Yeah. It's just a tool that's being used to message. Yeah. Back. So the the Slack is the. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's the it's the conduit to the problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can't think of the word right now. Okay. All right. Laughing, plethora. All right. No, it's not plethora. <laughs> additional revelations included source code, assets, and testing builds. From both Grand Theft Auto Five and Six, which could damage the company's operations. No, no, it didn't. But it did is it got everybody excited because did they get any account information? No, well, no. of course, no account information <laughs> was breached. Right? They always come out with that. Rockstar said no account. But what they did say is that you are going to see the long-running rumor that the game will feature the series' first playable female. Uh, That's the word you're looking for is protagonist. Protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else. So there you go. Thank you. Protagonist. What so were you going to say? Uh, probably something that, uh, Probably something inappropriate for the area. Proctologist. Okay, there we go. Proctologist. Oh, there you go. That ends our segment, Protect Yourself Today. Um, although, hang on. Odie, do you play Grand Theft Auto? No. Okay. Why not, Odie? Why? It's such a... I just lack the patience to play that. You know what kind of games I play? What do you play? Animal Crossing. <laughs> you play Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's a good Animal game. Crossing and Mario Kart. Hey, there's that's a new a Disney game. one out that's out right now that's kind of like Animal Crossing. It's pretty oh, hot. Game. Pretty hot on the deal. What, what we'll talk that? about it at the commercial break because I, I got my little farm deal. Wow, you've type got of me deal. hooked. All right, here we go. That ends our segment. Protect yourself today. Up next, we have this week in technology. So now would be a great time to enjoy a little whiskey on the side as well as doing, uh, as well as what we'll be doing during our break. You're listening to Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum. See you in a few minutes. Hey, Mike, guess what? What? If you're a business owner, people leader, or marketeer, I have the event for you. 
Listen up, everyone. It's called Playbook 2022, happening this week on September 21st and 22nd. And it's completely free. Yeah, this is the third year that Training Wool is putting it on, and it's going to be better than ever. They have amazing speakers like the marketing master himself, Seth Godin. Brother-sister duo, Allison and Wes Felix. You may recognize Allison from the Olympics. She's a track and field star who's won tons of gold medals in her career. And now her and her brother own Sayish, a lifestyle sneaker brand built for and by women. Plus, they have Caitlin Crosby, founder and CEO of The Giving Keys. Jason Freed, co-founder and CEO of Basecamp. Makita Mikado, founder and CEO of Panda Doc. And more. This two-day event is September 21st and 22nd. It's virtual and it's all free. That means it's completely free for anyone. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss out on it. You're going to learn so much about how to build an incredible culture and a more efficient business than ever. So register now. Go to playbook2022.com. That's playbook2022.com. It's totally free and we can't wait to see you there. And now, let's look back at this week in technology. September 19, 1982, the creation of the first smiley face sideways was posted. In a post- you mean the, the emoticon? Now, well, we're going to get it there. Hang on. So we're the <laughs> first sideways uh, smiley face was posted. In a posting made at Carnegie Mellon Bulletin Board, Scott Fallman, a computer scientist, at Carnegie Mellon <laughs> University. You're skip over that, huh? Uh, no, a professor, he was also professor. A professor emeritus. Emeritus. Emeritus <laughs> at Carnegie Mellon University Language Technology Institute and Computer Science Department proposed the first known use of emoticons, also known as smilocons or smileys. Well, the use of the emoticons became widespread during the 80s and 90s. You remember the, the, the yellow happy face on the side was like the big deal with the little... They get the little thumbs up signs and everything like that. That was like the rave. I mean, they made a whole like well, emojis yeah. movie em- based em- on these stuff. Isn't the emoji the the evolution of the emoticon? It is. Yeah. Yep. It is with the face. With the so face. So it became it became a, an actual graphic. Correct. On September tenth, though, two thousand and two, when originally a message was retrieved from a backup tape. We see the very first message ever to talk about smiley faces and frown faces. Here's the actual e- uh, email posting at the time. It was from Scott E. Fallman. Uh, sent it to CMU-20C, which would have been the computer name at the time, because that's how you would have sent it mm-hmm. to the actual IP address of the computer to pop on up instead of to a person itself. It says, I propose that we use the following character sentence for joke markers. Sequence. And I see you got the uh, colon, the dash, and then the hyphen to make a smiley face oh, that was the, there. The, that would be the the closing parentheses. Closing closing parentheses? Yes. What did you say it was? I said hyphen. and then You said it was hyphen. It's it's actually a parenthesis. That's a hyphen right there for the nose, right? For the nose? That's, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's the colon hyphen closing parentheses. Closing parentheses. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And then... Uh, he also posted, <laughs> read it sideways, and actually it's probably more economical to mark things that are not jokes, given the current trends, we don't know what those trends were when he posted it, for this, and he uses the colon, hyphen, and closed parentheses. Opening parentheses. Is that the opening parentheses? Yeah. Oh, that, it is the opening. That would be the opening okay. parentheses. 
All right. So, let, okay, let me just say this. Just say this a happy my, face. This is a happy that face. That would be a happy face, face. And a sad face. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, this is <laughs> the first posting on September 10th, 2002, of the first time that people use the smiley face. Do you use a smiley face at the end of your email messages? I use all kinds of things on my messages when I. You said, I, I sent a lot of animated gifts. I want to send stuff to people that enjoy those. <laughs> yeah, I sent animated What's gifts. What's your favorite gift? Uh, I, I, I have a whole bunch of friends' gifts that I send to people. Oh. So I, I send oh, stuff okay. with like. Yeah, what's your favorite emoji? My favorite emoji would probably be the smiley face. Oh, okay. Yours, Mike? Oh, it's got to be the, the, the poop one. The, poop. the poopy or your poop <laughs> one? That's right. <laughs> Odie, do you have a favorite I o- have emoji? the one that like. Is the the celebrating emoji? Okay, is that it's the like, hand clap one or the the, the one that with the party hat and then the little poo okay thing. little poo thing? Okay. Yeah, the pew thing. What do you call that? Uh, what, pew sounds good. It, what, confetti. It, 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 yeah, the con- there the we confetti. Go. confetti. Yeah. Or does it have the little uh, joy it, buzzer at that the mouth? Thing, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that was this week in technology. If you ever wanted to watch some I, technology, I feel, I feel more educated. Well, do you know <laughs> emojicons? When were they created? September tenth, two thousand two. Two thousand and two. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, it was actually <laughs> a conceived process by a professor emeritus. Uh, that decided like, on hey, a posting, hey, we should do this. So that we can know if it's a joke when you send yeah. us something. And he or did not serious. know at that time at what kind of crazy thing. Now we have hieroglyphs that people communicate exclusively with. And never talk, that's yeah. right. And that, yeah. And depending on how old you are, you could get it completely wrong. Yeah, yeah if you yeah. don't know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cultural and age can, yeah. really, can, can, can really mess that up yeah. for you. <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like to learn more about Tech Time Radio and technology history, you can just visit us at techtimeradio.com or join our Tech Timers Facebook group. We're going to take a commercial break, but when we return, we have Mark's Mumbles Whiskey Review and our Technology Fail of the Week. We'll see you after the break. Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's happening? Did you know for every $1 spent on email marketing, you receive $36 in return? That's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. But it's all so complicated. All those advanced tools and features, you don't know how to approach them at all. What if there was an email marketing platform where you don't have to rack your brains to get started, a tool that's not overloaded with unnecessary features you don't want to pay for, and, believe it or not, has a support team available 24-7, even on the free plan? There is a solution, Mike. Let me introduce you to Celzy, a tool that makes email marketing as easy as one, two, three. With Celzy, you can launch your first campaign in 15 minutes, no coding required. A very easy to use intuitive email builder with over 300,000 GIFs and stickers to choose from and 500,000 plus free stock images, a customizable countdown timer and more. Create emails for any business goal from e-commerce to nonprofits. Easily create automated email sequences for your business. Get 24-7 support via chat, email and phone even on the free plan. Celsius has just launched a special deal. You can now get a lifetime access to all Celsius features for just $49. All the core features, unlimited emails, automation, segmentation, advanced analytics for the price of 10 lattes. Celsius is the easiest way to start selling with emails. Try it now. Click the link in this episode description on Tech Time Radio to get that special deal. No commissions or hidden fees. To learn more information, visit them at the simple and easy site to remember. Just go and visit selzy.com. That's S-E-L-Z-Y.com. The easiest way to send emails. 
And now for Mark's Okay, now we have our whiskey notes from Mark Gregoire, our Tech Time Radio staff member. This is his mumbles on this whiskey. Some say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. In this case, Jack Daniels has the greatest number of flatterers in the world. It is perhaps inevitable that such an insanely popular whiskey would result in others trying to ride that popularity. And Jack has a history of lawsuits dating back decades to try to fend off those imitators. Today, Nathan and Mike are drinking one of those brands that Jack Daniels served with a lawsuit instead of a shot of whiskey. Longhand whiskey. Yeah, well, they even have, the bottle even looks like a Jack Daniels bottle. It does, doesn't it, with the same type of top? So mm-hmm. you know what? If you're just going to copy somebody, might, might as, well as well do it all the way. Just knock it off completely. Mark has nothing more to mumble about. He is just glad he is not in the studio sipping this liquid. Mark gives this a thumbs down. No, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> you didn't see that coming? No. Oh, so there is your Mark's mumbles. You know, Mark... We thank you for that mumble. Mike, now, though, it's time for us to move to our technology fail of the week brought to you by Elderberry Boost. Get your Elderberry Boost today at elderberry-boost.com. Tech is why you fail. All right. This week's yeah, fail. I'm still going to laugh. Was that? <laughs> I'm still going to laugh. You still laugh? So that's our new intro for our technology yeah, fail. I now, now you know what that is, right? So that's Mario Brothers. Yeah. And when you die in, in Super Mario Brothers, and what is that quote in there? Oh, that's Yoda from Empire Strikes Back. And he's talking to Luke. When he's telling Luke about not believing things. Okay, there you go. All right. After, so that's, he, after he gets there. That is our new technology well. fail music leading in for each and every week. We okay. moved our technology fail back a little later into the show since it's been a highlight that people have been looking for. Talk, just talk about Well, I just wanted to, if you're listening before, there you go. <laughs> you're failing right now. All right, probably. here we go. We're going to go right now to one of our favorite companies for this technology week fail, and it's Google. Sam Curry, a self-described hacker, says he was mysteriously paid Two hundred forty nine ninety nine ninety nine dot ninety nine by Google last month. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars minus a penny minus one cent <laughs> by Google last month, and he has no idea why the tech giant simply handed over the quarter million dollars. It's been a little over three weeks since Google randomly sent me this money, and I still haven't heard anything on the support ticket I had to create from their website. So Google doesn't have a way for you to get a hold of them corporately besides their website. So this guy yeah, that's, that's, has a quarter of a million dollars dumped into his bank account, and he has to open a service ticket with Google to say that he has uh, an issue that he may have been he overpaid. He can't just Google it? No, he can't. So he sent that uh, to the website for support. He sent In that, he said, is there any way you can get in touch with at Google? He then decided to tweet this out on Tuesday with a screenshot of the transaction of his ticket. And he still has not been answered from support. No way. So no one is touching this ticket, huh? Just think of that support person internationally getting this ticket. What would you do with that ticket? You'd be like, uh, uh, transfer, transfer, transfer. I suppose that would be escalated. (laughs) All right. He did add on his ticket. It's okay if you don't want it back. Something Google does do is they pay out a bug bounty that is normally paid to people that help find bugs in their software to organizations that find vulnerabilities also on any other platforms. But he said he was unable to figure out a link between a bug bounty hunting for Google and the sum dumped into his bank account. 
The money was available for Curry to spend, but he said that he's simply holding on to it in case Google tried to get it back. He said if Google took too long, though, he's going to open a separate bank account, transfer the money in, cash it uh, into the account to avoid paying taxes on it. Ultimately, okay, I'm having trouble here. What's that? <laughs> what are you having trouble with? Well, this guy's a hacker, right? So he's a hacker. So it sounds like that he's a bug hunter. Yeah, that's he. So he's probably gotten paid some small amounts from Google for finding bugs and reporting them. That's what it sounds like. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, if he if he's a hacker, why would he use why would he use the standard ticket support system? Support well, system. Well, he's probably which a bug hunter. Work. So he's probably not like a hacker, like a. a they call those like a black hat, right? So those are bad guys. They're, black yeah, is yeah. bad. I know white there's, are good there's, people. There's, I know there's both sides of the coin. Gray is the middle line. Wouldn't he know how to get in touch with the... Uh, you would think that he'd have a better contact than this. Yeah, it'd be standard. like, hey... Uh, but if you have a quarter of a million dollars to hit your bank, do you really want to go aggressively trying to find someone to, to have it, take it back out? That's so, true, too. That's like that's like somebody <laughs> plopped it in mine. I'm going to put a put a sign on the... The oh. local telephone pole. Hey, lost <laughs> two hundred fifty grand. Uh, let me know if you know what color it is. Or, let no, me know. No, no. Lost an undisclosed amount of money given to me by Google. If you know what this is, please call. That's right. All right. Well, now, in a statement, a Google spokesman said, "Our team recently made a payment to the wrong party as a result of human error. We appreciate that it was quickly communicated to us by the impactful partner, and we are working to correct it. The company intended to get the money back." The spokesman said. For his part, Curry said that he was curious how often something like this happens at Google and what systems the company have in place to check for similar errors. Well, I think he found the bug. Well, he did. <laughs> As of today, he still has the money in his account, and they have not returned it. Party. Isn't that amazing? Party time. That is crazy. All right. Well, that was our elderberry boost. Let me ask you a question, Odie. You have a quarter of a million dollars just so happens to drop into your bank account. Are you contacting the uh, software company that no. accidentally said no? <laughs> no. <laughs> what are, are you taking a, a nice vacation and, and saying thank you very much to them? Yeah. 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 And then going to put that in the savings and not look at it. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Well, Mike, what would you do? I'd do the same thing. I'd probably do this. I'd probably because, actually because follow I, exactly I know what, what, what he did. I know. Because they can come take it out see, at any time, yeah, right? I, yeah. With, you know... Odie's response is not a surprise because I would say the same thing if I were Odie's age. Yep. But I've been around long enough to know that if I did that, uh, I would I would find that that money is gone. Yep. Or somebody be knocking on my door, be like, "Hey, can you please step outside, sir?" Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) we'd like to talk with you. Yeah. So Uh, you know, it's just a. It's just a thing. I, a I thing. would do the same thing. All right. Well, we're going to head out to our last commercial break. When we return, we have Mike's mesmerizing moment and a possible Nathan Nugget and, of course, our pick of the day. See you after this commercial break. How to See a Man About a Dog. It combines darkly comic short stories, powerful poems, and pulp fiction prose to create a heartbreaking and hilarious journey readers will not soon forget. Read How to See a Man About a Dog, collected writings, for free with Kindle Unlimited. Ebook available on Kindle, print copies available on Amazon the Book Depository, and more. This is Mike's Mesmerizing Moment, presented by Story Coffee. Visit storycoffee.com. All right, Mike, yesterday was International Talk Like a Pirate Day. How is it that pirates are now seen as heroes in most literature works? So this you is know, a qu- You know, it's interesting that it has that has very little to do with technology. 
Well, I, okay, well, yesterday was International Talk so Like is, a Pirate Day. This is big day. nerd that's, stuff, right? Yeah, this, the, is, yeah, this is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah. Um, why do we make them heroes? Now, yeah, because, uh, you know, they, these were scum-sucking pigs. You know, they they, they were horrible I don't, people. I don't and, know. I don't know if you could. Cl- you can't really classify them as that either. We don't know why. We don't know so if you saw the Pirates of the Caribbean, so Jack Sparrow okay. was like a See, hero. I was about to jump on that because Jack is just gorgeous and just like a fun human being. Okay, yeah. but yeah. he's a liar and a stealer you and a murderer. But everybody loves him. But here's the thing. Charismatic. Yeah, here's the, here's the thing. What what we do is uh, this this stuff is normal for for us to romanticize different cultures. Mm. Okay, and what we're t- what we're doing is the media shows us this cool thing. Oh, they're pirates. We don't think of them. Oh, that's the that's the scourge of the sea. Because what did they do in history? They disrupted trade routes. They stole money. They killed people. Yeah. They held people for ransom. Whatever. Okay, we don't know. We don't. Well, if you're from a historical standpoint, we know why they they tended to do stuff like that. But we don't understand the historical context fully. So we tend to romanticize these things. We, we've done it with all kinds of different cultures okay. where we romanticize these, these ideals or these, these contexts because we get tired of our own existence. Okay. We, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you could get up tomorrow and go set sail and become a swashbuckler I guess so. I guess. I guess it kind of. Yeah. I guess. So that's part of it. Part of it is the media, the media center or the media entertainment. Okay. Folks saying, "Well, this is cool." Let's. I just love pirate video games. I love all pirate stuff. Right. I have a big map, a pirate map on the back of my office. I know. We we play. We play the. We play pirate games. games, Yeah. But uh, the idea is that that we're we're engaging in a form of escapism by doing this because because we sort of relish these ideas of high adventure and things. We just don't realize the that there was a drudgery and a brutality to those to those systems because you know personally we don't want to experience that. We want to experience the high points, okay. right? So we that's why we. Yeah, that's do why that. we would do that. Okay, we're we're just comparing and trying to escape from our own existence. Okay, because right. because it's no. There you go. Well, let's now move into our pick of the day. And now our pick of the day for our whiskey tastings. Let's see what bubbles to the top. All right, we're going to talk about All this. Right. Our lone hand, hot honey, hot honey, hot honey, hot honey. <laughs> our lone hand, hot. Honey flavored whiskey, nineteen dollars, seventy proof. Now, now you called this cough syrup, so I, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of curious. What, what's your rating on this? Okay, now is it a thumbs up or thumbs down? All right, if it's just for the flavor, not not the whiskey part, I would give it a thumbs up because it's had a good taste. Um, the cough syrupy thing, that's just sort of a thing. Okay, but it has a good taste. As far as the whiskey is concerned, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Thumbs down. Oh, man. Odie, what did you think? Um, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Thumbs you, down? Didn't yeah. you see her face when she slugged it? You know what? I'm going to give it a thumbs see, up. I, I like the like taste. I like how it went down, but then afterward, I was like, okay, I like it. I like the taste. But I'm, it, no. I'm kind of a taster guy. Well, yeah. Like I said, if, I'm if, a lightweight. if it's just strictly on taste... That thumbs would down. be something to have, but you know, I can I I drink Kool Aid too. So, <laughs> okay, well, we're about out of time. Remember, the science of tomorrow starts with the technology of today. See you next week. Bye bye.
Thanks for joining us on Tech Time Radio. We hope that you had a chance to have that hmm moment today in technology. The fun doesn't stop there. We recommend that you go to techtimeradio.com and join our fan list for the most important aspect of staying connected and winning some really great monthly prizes. We also have a few other ways to stay connected, including subscribing to our podcast on any podcast service from Apple to Google and everything in between. We're also on YouTube. So check us out on youtube.com slash techtimeradio, all one word. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did making it for you. From all of us at Tech Time Radio, remember, mum's the word. Have a safe and fantastic week.